All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. Huge episode. We got some news. We got some hot wrecks, but we are going to break down everything that's coming to TV and movies in 2021 before we do Castaway and we recast The Princess Bride. Here we go. Nord East podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. I'm doing very, very well. How are you? I'm great, considering we came off of an amazing sports cast that's up. So go back and check that out. Also, go back to last week and hear our 2020 recap uh, with our 2020 fourth annual Nordy Award show. So go check that out. It was great. Let us know what you think about our picks. And I uh, heard a lot of good stuff from people. They liked our picks. They loved our, our, our hive mind on most things, um, our brawls about sports. It was all good stuff. So <laughs> go back, check it out. Great episode. Um, but we have lots of stuff to cover for you guys today here on our screencast. Before we get to that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Northeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. And because it's a new year, a new you, you're listening to your old buddies, though, at the Northeast Podcast. If you haven't given us that five-star review, please give it to us now and help spread the word about the Northeast Podcast. All your friends and family, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you. Absolutely. Beautifully said. For real. I like that I just stop and like leave it to you guys to just like – You just throw it to us well, and then the, the worst part is, <clears throat> The worst part is I don't know when you're going to stop. So then like I'm like, is he – I pause – Mm-hmm. thinking you might say something else but then you go for a long pause and then you kind of look like you might say something else and then we have this two second like dead air and I'm, we're looking at a video screen and we're not even in the same room so yeah. that's that adds to it all right guys so we have uh, lots of things to break down today but before we do we have some beers that we are drinking i'm gonna start because i'm drinking a new beer jim you had it last episode i've never tried it before this is thesis um you said they're from rochester uh, new friends of the pod. This is Thesis Pieces, the peanut butter blonde ale. Jim had it before. I'm having it now. It's a really nice, delicious, like combination of like a roasty dark beer and a really crisp light ale at the same time. It's really fun. It's really refreshing. I think they nailed it with this one. Yep. That's what I'm continuing to drink because I had a crowler of it. So I'm still sipping on that and I'm still enjoying it. Thesis in Rochester. Um, I mean, what a, they're, they're great at beer and they're great at medicine. I love, yes, what a, they sure have everything going for him. Dalai Lama can go get his beer and his medical care when he comes to Rochester. Beautiful. Ryan, Sweet. what do you have? Uh, We're not going to forget to ask you. Yeah, that's okay. Still at Wild Mind. Um, I'm having this one called French Bread, uh, B-R-E-D. Um, I'm not really sure what that connotation is, but maybe it's meaning like it's born in France. Anyway, it's a French country blonde ale uh, with a couple different hops. Normally, I don't like blonde ales. Normally, I think they're boring, silly. This actually tastes really good. Um, sort of like you said, like light and crisp and refreshing. And the crawler was only six bucks. Wow. Can't beat that. Great deal. Like a really, really like tasty, delicious, crispy beer for six bucks, seven bucks, whatever. Done. Love it. Love take it. it. We'll take it. All right, guys. Here we go. We're going to dive into some do we care and some news. Um, so first up. 
Disney Plus announces that in January we're getting the brand new show. Uh, I don't know if it's a show, a movie, shorts, whatever you want to call it. Um, Pixar Popcorn. Jim, what can you tell us about Pixar Popcorn? Uh, do you think this is going to be a big deal for Disney Plus? I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be fun. I, th- I bet in the end we end up watching it. I know people with kids will watch it. It's going to be like shorts, but from established characters and movies. So they'll take the Toy Story characters and mix them up and maybe put them in with the Coco characters and they're going to just do whatever the hell they want. It's sort of like how they're doing what ifs with Marvel. They're going to do these shorts for the the Pixar stuff. So I think it'll be fun. Um, I know my kids with their attention span, if you want to throw on something quick, there's a reason Saturday cartoons are like 12 minutes long, you know, per, and then they kind of reboot it and do a different little story. I think it's going to be fun. I'll, I'll probably end up watching all of it. Um, it's nothing that's going to make headlines. You know, this is just some fun entertainment stuff. And I do care about it. I don't know about you guys, but I care. I don't know. Maybe I care. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'm with, I'm in the same boat as Jim, like with the kiddos, I think having some just sort of quick hitting, uh, if you watch two of them, it'll take up 40 minutes of time or whatever, 30 minutes of time. And then you can move on to the next activity. I think it's a great way to like bring the energy down. You know, you've been running around the house all day. Let's watch a couple quick Pixar shorts and then we can move on to something else a little bit later. So I think this, I do care about this, um, but not from like a film perspective, just from a keep my kids from like throwing beanbags at each other perspective. Yes. That makes sense. Which is important as well. Okay. Um, Jim, I know you care about this one, but I don't know if the rest of us do. Clarice. You'd think I would. Premieres on CBS in February. This sounds right up your alley, Jim. One would think so. Big fan of the books. You know, these these books, Silence of the Lambs and The Red Dragon. Um, I've read all those. I love the series. I love the movies. I even watched that, like, pretty short-lived show on NBC that was, like, did not belong in NBC. Because it has like people flayed and dismembered, and they it's incredibly graphic. Weirdest show ever. Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Great it. show. I gave a rec to somebody on Instagram. They loved it. They loved it. How about that? Um, you guys won't watch it, and that's okay. Eric, you should not watch it. So you think I would care about this, but man, CBS, what kind of track record do they have to make anything worthwhile? I just I don't think they make anything good. So do they I make, don't know. Who makes okay? I have a real question for you. I don't know anything about network television. Who makes okay. all the um, NCIS shows? CBS. That's, CBS. Yeah. Is it? Is there only one NCIS show, or is there like ten? Because I feel like there's there's, there's three. I'm okay. pretty sure. Who does all of the Chicago? Chicago. That's Fox. NBC. Chicago. No, that's Fox. Chicago. Oh, that is that is Fox. That is Fox. You're right. They do nine one one. They do Chicago. Fire PD, and and PD, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, what does NBC have? Peacock. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Look, we don't talk about this for a reason. It's really boring, and who cares? I have no idea who makes any of. These and I don't want to spend any more time on this. I'll just say that it's weird because just like when they had, they couldn't have Clarice in the Hannibal show because they didn't own those characters. They can't have. Um, a lot of those same characters in this. So this is only probably going to be Clarice, which is so weird. So um, 
I'm not that excited. I'll probably try to check it out and let you guys know if it's worth watching. I'm not hopeful, but it is who coming is, out. Who did they cast for Clarice? No idea. Probably an unknown. I could look it well, up. Because they, they had, it was, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on her name. The original Clarice. Oh yeah. She was uh, in Inside Man. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yep. And then they recast her in the next one with Julianne Moore. Right. Which did not work. Um, and then I don't know who played her in uh, Red Dragon, if at all. I don't know if she's involved in that in that movie. But yeah, it. it listen, it's going to be a CBS show, and there's going to be a handful of people that's the right demo. They, they love Blue Bloods. They love. Uh, like you said, NCIS, and they're going to love Clarice for like the serial killer uh, side of it. Like they love the Netflix documentaries on serial killing, and this is not for us. Let's move on. Yeah, dude, and it's confirmed Hannibal cannot appear in this. They do not have rights to that character, so Hannibal will not Pointless. be in it. Pointless. Pointless. And Rebecca Breeds is the is the actress. Uh, who cares? Move on. Move on. Okay, uh, Cherry is coming to Apple TV. It's a movie made by the Russo brothers. You might know them from the Avengers. They do all the Avengers movies. Um, they did uh, Extraction, I believe, on uh, Netflix, right? Yep. Um, this is going to be starring Tom Holland. What do we know about this movie? Yeah, unshockingly, they cast another former Avenger um, to play a former like war medic with PTSD that gets addicted to like uh, drugs, like opioids, um, and then starts robbing banks to pay for the habit. Um, oh, this shit. is gonna be on Apple TV. Um, man, I don't That's know. A dark premise. Very dark. I I have faith. I might I might watch it only because I have faith in um, the Russo brothers. Right. And I know that they like watching Extraction. I know that they can make a, you know, straight to streaming service movie that's like tidy and compact and interesting. And they're pretty good at, I think, churning those out um, on the side of their massive movie projects that they're doing probably for Marvel. So are you going to pay for another year of like Apple TV service? You have it. Watch all this? of us have it. We all have new iPhones. We all have it for a year. Yeah, you get it for a year. I know, right? but mine... Mine expires in February. I don't know. I've bought so many Apple products. I probably like 10 years for free. You have another. <laughs> I'm sure you could watch it. In um, fact, everybody told us we should watch Ted Lasso. Little did they know, I fucking gave it the Jimmy Channels 3. Actually, I gave it the 6 and quit. So that's a rough, it's not that great. That's a rough place to quit. That's like night of territory. Yeah. When you quit at 6, it's like, damn, you tried, bro. That's like, um, what was that show with, uh, uh, oh gosh. Jude Law, the, the three days in heaven or something. Three days in third day, the no. third day. I, I quit after three episodes and it were a tight, great three episodes. That's all you needed. What was the Bateman show this year? Oh, that was even worse. What the outsider. That? Oh, the outsider. That I was a, that fucking dredge. I, I got most of the way through that. And I was like, nope, <laughs> yeah. horrible television. They're trying to shop that to another network, but that's not going to happen. No, I have no interest. All right, finally, uh, Deadpool 3 with an official title. It's going to be called Deadpool Retcon. 
my guess is that this is going to be a brand new extension, an edgier extension of the MCU. Um, they're going to build him into the MCU more, which will be really cool and exciting. And they're going to do it in a fun, rated our way. I'm all about this. Yeah, me too. I, I think the title is really funny. Um, what does retcon even stand for? Yeah, didn't I tell you guys earlier it's... No, you didn't. This is all for the pod. Um, it means retroactive continuity. And so they're going, what you're, you know, what retconning is, is like when you make a statement in a movie that then changes how you view, you know, previous movies, you can fix things like Star Wars is currently retconning the fuck out of like their sequels with Mandalorian. So they're kind of adding things and saying like, all right, if we just sort of change people's, maybe they're going to introduce Snoke in some new ways that will make us be like, actually Snoke was so awesome. I wish we got more of them. Because we all think think he was so stupid, but retconning, it's kind of it's kind of it's, it fits into the meta whole thing that like you know Deadpool does, and like they talk about the writing, they talk about the directors, they talk about the actors, they make jokes about the universes, all of it. It's it it fits. It'll be funny. It fits a hundred percent. Like especially with the first one where they're like, these are the two X Men we get, you know, like that whole joke. Um, and I think yep. it's gonna play super well. So funny that this movie has turned into or this franchise has turned into what it has based off of like a screen test mm -hmm. from Ryan Reynolds like one 2 minute clip that they threw together with Ryan Reynolds and it's ballooned into this like multi million like 100 million dollar franchise for every movie it's kind of unbelievable and it really is a great story um i love Ryan Reynolds as a person i think more than an actor mm -hmm. and Buying, who was it? Him and someone else bought a soccer team together. Didn't know that. And they made like a hilarious video about it. You didn't see this? No. Yeah, it was like a it's like a tier three soccer club. Like it's it's a it's not it's not a, a well known franchise. I don't think. Rob Mackin Rob McEnany from. Um, uh, it's always sunny. It's always sunny. That's awesome. The two of them bought like this small team and they're gonna like they're they keep sending funny video messages to the fans about how they don't know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> it's just great that's great i you're right it's one of those people that's like you let them be in any movie mostly because you see him and you smile because you remember all the antics that they got it to and all the hilarious tweets that he tweeted all i know is that um i got such joy in my life out of Van Wilder and waiting that I there's nothing that Ryan Reynolds can do to make me dislike him. Would you slow down with that talk? <laughs> do you know that there's there should be a long list of things he could do of bad movies? Uh, no, not bad movies, bad things that actors do. People oh. are probably like, dude, Kevin Spacey, man, I just think he's so great. There's probably nothing he could do. Come on, you know how things, how these things can change. I mean, I mean, like, yeah. so fair enough. I think Eric, I think Eric meant in in like the Hollywood realm of yeah, like, there's there's no, yeah. but he could make the Green Lantern four, yeah, yeah. and Eric's still gonna be like, I love him because Van Wilder and Waiting were incredible. Yeah, and I'll always remember when he was making out with the girl, and she's like, "What was that? A freshman?" And he was like, "She reads at a sophomore level." And when I think about it, it's not even a funny joke, but. At the time, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so let's move on to Hot Rex. 
um, we finished season two of his Dark Materials. Now, we put it up for one of our shows of the year. I think it was probably the best thing on HBO of the year. I think that Daphne Keene is here to stay as a massive star. Um, but this uh, season, for how strong it started and how short it was, it ended in such a way that I it lost a little luster and got me a little less excited for the third and final season. I know. Me too. It was such a, a like a long, drawn-out finale where they're moving all these characters into place. And then, you know, without any kind of spoilers, let's let's agree to that. Yeah. Um, it just disappointed. It was like things were rushed, and they just didn't really explain how these kind of big events happened. I mean, big changes, let's just say that. But I don't know if it really paid off. I don't know if they had, like, the emotional hits that they were looking for. And then just, like, strange writing decisions. Like just so very weird. bizarre, yeah, yeah. Um, this show is a is a B plus. I think it always has been. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get A minus. Sometimes you get C plus. That's its range. Um, I'm looking forward to the final season. I'm really glad that that they've announced that it's the last one. That makes me more excited than if it was like, yeah, we're gonna try to do five. We'll see what happens. We'll see if people still watch. That means it's probably gonna fucking suck by the fourth or fifth season. So, um. I'm excited about this. Like, let's just get it over with, though. You know what I mean? And move on. I really like Daphne Keene. I really like, is her name Ruth Wilson? Fantastic. As, Um, like, kind of evil mom. She's great. I want want more of her in everything. She's great. And I'm excited for um, uh, main guy, uh, Asriel. Um, James James McAvoy. I'm excited. I'm excited for more of him. Um, But they're just... You know, when it gets away from some of the people who are really good and it really focuses on some of the people who aren't really good, the show suffers. And yep. um, it's, it seems to me that they're paying for some of the um, original budget problems of who they hired for, like, their secondary stars. So the show, we've talked about it many times, was like a BBC show. And then HBO came in after they'd already kind of made a lot of decisions and already started making some of it. HBO comes in with their big budget. I think HBO builds the supporting cast so much better if it's their show from the beginning. And I think that's where the show really suffers is that the tip top people are, you know, absolutely tearing it apart. Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. But anytime the scene has to focus on anybody else, it's not very good. And it's one of those shows where it wants to be a bit of a game of Thrones, you know, based off the book, right? There's all these different factions with their own leaders and their own goals and they cross and come together and realign. And so you can't just like cut those stories out and have any of it make sense. So you have to have your scenes with the witches. You have to have your scenes with the bears. You have to, you know, and it's, you, I think you're absolutely right. I hadn't heard that take before and I love it because, you know, I think that they spent all their money on a few casting decisions. James McAvoy, you know, and hot priest and what's left. Not and, money for like any good other actors, and they're not in the show very much. I mean, obviously, it was probably expensive for them to bring in um, Lin Manuel Miranda, um, which was a huge strikeout. Ruth Wilson and Daphne Keene are just absolute home runs for them. Mm-hmm. But and I'm guessing, I'm guessing from a budget, uh, Ruth Wilson and Daphne Keene are probably making less money combined than Lin Manuel Miranda. And I would argue yeah. that taking his money. And spreading it out a little bit further would have gone a lot better for the show in general. Oh, yeah. 
if I it's were, got a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Yeah, so I like it. Um, I think people. I still think it's a for sure wreck. I think people should watch it. If you haven't watched it, you should. Um, but I just think it went from like a super, super, super must watch show to like hopefully they wrap it up well. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Man. Well, it was just like like episodes five, six, and seven were really good. And so I think my expectations for episode eight, the finale, were like, okay, this thing is coming to a crescendo here. It's going to be incredible. And I was, I felt super let down. Like I felt it didn't do justice. Like Jim said, like things were rushed. There were tons of uh, things that happened in the show that made absolutely zero sense. And I wanted so much more. And I think that's a mark of a good TV show and a really great network that we wanted so much more from that. But ultimately, we would be lying to our listeners if we said we weren't let down by the finale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, You guys also watched The Call. Should people be watching this? Is this a wreck? Okay. So I'll I'll, uh, chime in on this one. This was... I had seen a few social media posts on this. Um, this is a, uh, I think it's South Korean, South Korean uh, film. So it's a it's a foreign language film, um, and it's a it's an interesting take on like a horror suspense thriller that I've never seen before, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Eric, this is probably not for you. It's a little bit uh, dark, and there's some you know. Uh, knives involved in mm-hmm. places that uh, you don't appreciate. Yeah. Um, As a, I, my character um, shouldn't be rain clutter. It should be um, weak stomach for gore, Eric. Yeah, that's not and that's fair. We can workshop that. We can workshop it. So yeah, rain cloud like Eric. Rain cloud Eric still the here to stay for now. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll talk about it off air. Um, anyway, this is a this is a soft, soft, soft wreck. If you're looking for something in the uh, COVID doldrums that's a little bit different, Netflix, The Call, South Korean, like semi-horror, semi-thriller, semi-time-travel-ish uh, kind of film, it works. I would say it's a solid B, but not 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 anything above that. It's 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 watchable. Um, it's like a tight um, ninety-five, I think. Okay. It's not super long, but I, I would, you know, again, if you're into that genre and you're bored, watch it. I can add nothing to that except for um, it's really beautifully shot. It's like a well shot film. So um, other than that, I, I think it's a wreck. It's just, you know, don't rush out to see it when you're bored. Try to remember the call. Yep. It's the it's the boredom movie. Okay. Yep. Uh, Jim, you watched Death to 2020 on Netflix. It's done by the makers, the creators of Black Mirror. What did you think of Death to 2020? Should people be checking this one out? I really liked it. Like, I laughed. I thought um, uh, Hugh, what's his name? Hugh, I need help. Grant? Yes, Hugh Grant. I thought he was so funny in this as, they, you know, a character that's sort of like a, every, all these famous actors and actresses play like, you know, experts that are being interviewed for uh, this documentary. And I thought he was so fucking funny in it. He was great in it. Uh, Sam Jackson plays like an FBI guy or a CIA guy or something that comments on the events of 2020. They go through the year as this kind of shit show, like one horrible thing after the other. Um, And I thought it was really funny and I thought it was clever and and well-written. 
Um, and then I go to you guys and you're kind of like, nah, turned it off. Or, you know, only every third joke was funny, which if you ever watched a comedy, I think that's actually a pretty good ratio of, of jokes. You can land about every third you've done. All right. Um, I like death to 2020. I think it's worth watching. I hope they do one every year uh, and they get big actors and actresses to be in it. And yeah, I, I think it's a wreck. I think my only thing is that I wish that they would have went more um, com. Like, I think I found myself wanting it to be like, um, I love the seventies. I love the eighties. I love the nineties, like those shows where it was like, they were like interviewing people and people were being like, yeah, it was so crazy when this event happened Instead, it was a little more like cheap acting of like these made up characters that we Mm -hmm. obviously knew who was playing them. And so they were kind of like, you know, making it known who the famous person was pretending to be this character, which is fine. But like, I, I was almost more interested in the commentary than I was in the character. And so it wasn't bad. It was, it was was a wreck, but, but it was like kind of cheesy. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. No. Okay. Um, that's it for our wrecks. Uh, but we're going to move into our next segment. And I know you guys are expecting us to go into um, uh, back to the rewatch. Um, <laughs> but we had a little trouble with it, okay? So we watched Back to the Future 1. Then we had a week off for the Nordies. And then we were going to come back with it this week. But the only problem is, is that Ryan watched it right away while it was on Netflix. In the well, Netflix- I, I, I forgot that we were putting pushing the pause button. For a week and so i watched it last week when it was still free on netflix or wherever it was yeah um so that was one thing then i watched it this week but it had been taken off of netflix so i had to pay for it and pay four bucks four bucks Jim <laughs> four dollars another week off or he didn't watch it at all so <laughs> we were really all over the place with this so i'm just gonna say that back to the future is bad <laughs> the whole thing, you're just going to lay it all out there? It's bad. Michael J. Yeah. Fox is bad. And the doc is not really a part of it. And the acting by everyone else, mostly Biff, is so unbearable that this whole series is ruined. Also, Michael J. Fox, creatively, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really cool things that they did in this. And I'm sure it's kind of like watching Star Wars, Star Wars A New Hope, where you're like, oh, some of this is bad. But it was so... Um, innovative and important to how we make movies and how they did at the time and it changed things so much that I think I can both respect its importance while like questioning it as like a story yeah um, I mean the, the 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 time travel aspects you, you I mean you nailed it right on the head like th- this was the first movie that dealt with like uh, time travel on a bigger scale where they had past versions of themselves around current versions of themselves trying to avoid one another. And and that was done so that was done so creatively and in a, such a smart way for the time. And tying it back to the first movie was amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's all bad by any means. I'm not here telling you like, it's just terrible, but like Michael J. Fox plays multiple characters. He plays his son. He plays different versions of himself. He plays his older self. And the actor, and he plays his he plays his daughter, and he plays like six different people in Back to the Future too. And my problem is, is that 
him as every character other than just his normal character is unwatchable. He has like a different voice and he's just a kooky guy. And like every one of them, it's fucking absurd. Like, you know what else, you know what else annoys me about the second movie the most is the whole, uh, what'd you call me? Did you call me chicken? Oh, a chicken. Oh. And it was like, it was like, how many times are they going to go back to the well on this? He blows and, up the plan and threatens everything because someone called him a chicken like six times. It, it happened, I want to say four times, like legitimately, I'm not exaggerating. It happened four times. It was like once a quarter in the movie and it was unbearable. It was like, how immature are you? Like you've done this a thousand, like, come on. Like how many times do people, so anybody, if they want you to do anything, all they have to do is call you a chicken. Is that, I mean, is that what your character is broken down to? It was just silly. Like it was just stupid. I also think it was just funny. Like I, I found myself more interested in their guesses for the future than I did about um, what was actually happening in the movie. A thousand percent. And it's funny because like they had all these guesses and I'm not saying they were stupid. They were like, some of them were real, but it's just like their big guess was like, you won't have to pay with money. You'll pay with your fingerprint. And you're like, Oh, that's like sort of right. But it's just like, they were talking about the future but they had no idea about the internet. And so just yeah. all the future stuff is out the window because they just missed the, the main part of it. <laughs> kind of like if you were, if you could make movies in the, you know, before the industrial revolution and you're like in the future, people are going to make items really fast in their homes. Right. And, oh yeah, actually no. Like it's really hard to talk about the future without the industrial revolution. It's pretty hard to talk about the future without the internet. And so the fact that people didn't have cell phones, didn't have the internet, it was funny to me. It was entertaining, but overall bad. Then I didn't know because I've only watched Back to the Future 1 before this. This is the first time I've ever watched Back to the Future 2. I've never seen 3. At the end of it, there's this whole thing about them going to the Wild West. And then I found out from you guys that that actually happens in Back to the Future. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the one kind of cool thing about the series is that it picks up exactly where the last one left off. So Back to the Future 2 starts right off them coming into the future. And then Back to the Future 3, boom, they're right off where the last one left off, which is cool. It's cool planning. The movies intermix a lot. You know, as you said, like in, in Back to the Future 2, they retcon things that happen in, in Back to the Future 1 and vice versa. So, um, I mean, I think it is clever, but I can see how it doesn't really stand up and it can be, you know, hella cheesy at times. Guys, we did our... Uh, our um castaway game with back to the future and i think back to the future would be the perfect series to mm -hmm. redo because it is a great story it is really cool and i'm not saying that they should just make the same exact movie in the same exact way and tell the same story but i think they should take like the bones of it and then like redo it and kind of build a new story out of this idea because it's really smart but we're just 10,000 times better at making movies, at acting, at writing, at everything, that I would love to see this story done in a really smart 2020 way. I don't think it can be done because I think they would overdo it. And the, I think the, the, the simplicity of the time travel that they seem to master is the smartest part about it. And that if it was made today, there would be too many wrinkles to try and follow. And Back to the Future there's, there's, FX. Huh? 
Back to the Future on FX. Are you in or out? I'm oh. in. I'm, I'm in. so I'm in. I'm so in. I'm so here. You guys are like wrong. You guys dark. are wrong. Like a fun dark and a funny dark. Like, uh, let's do it. Oh, it'd be funny. Jeff Goldblum. We, you know. Killing I'm, it. Best I'm, doc ever. And guess what? When we make the fucking show or the TV the, or the movie, Jeff Goldblum is going to be in it more. <laughs> We're going to need more doc. <laughs> He's not, Doc's not in it. So, guys, so we've decided we're going to jump ship since we can't. <laughs> we're barely on it. We can't get it for free anymore. We're jumping ship and we're going to start a new rewatch. Um, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but it's going to be the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series um, about Batman. We're going to start with Batman Begins. Please, this week, can one of you guys look up where people can watch this real quickly? This is I'm on gonna, HBO Max. It's HBO Max. Yep. Because they yep. own all the DC stuff. If you have HBO, you're going to want to watch this with us. We're going to be watching Batman Begins this week. This is a series we know is good. It's Christopher Nolan. This is Liam Neeson. This is Christian Bale. All these movies are Heath, great. Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman. list goes on and on. Um, so we're going to check out this first one, uh, week one. Who's that one guy who plays the Sandman who's in every – Chris Nolan movie. Cillian Murphy. Yep. Love it. Cillian Murphy. He's great. Hey, this is one we can't miss on. And we're play sort the, of been rethinking the scarecrow, about, technically. Yeah. The oh, scarecrow, not the Sandman. That's you're right. That's Marvel. But um, yeah, I think this is gonna be really fun. And I know for a fact I really like Batman Begins. I like that first movie. I can't wait. Um, so watch it with us, folks. I love Raza Ghoul. And it's fantastic. And great. for some of the context. We went. We were we were talking off air about how we went from Marvel rewatch to Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter, and then we were like, kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. And we 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 tried to pick some things that we thought would be like fun discussion topics on the pod of like, oh yeah, Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. And then by the time we got to the third one. Nobody wanted to even like continue with these movies. And yeah. he was wearing a same thing. I hate N words. I was like, whoa. Well, then <laughs> series. But just all that aside, it was a 90s action movie. And while it may have been good at the time, like uh, I'm not saying it was socially acceptable or should be, it's bad. And the same thing happened with Back to the Future. Like while it's quaint, and entertaining and nostalgic, it's not a good movie to talk about. And we would be doing all of our listeners a massive disservice if we were like, yeah, Back to the Future 2 was actually like a 97 on Rock. Like, like, it's just, we can't do that anymore. So we have to find things that not only all three of us enjoy watching, but that are also commercially appealing and good enough that have, like, they have enough weight to say, these are things that you should go back and rewatch to say you should go pay $4 to rewatch back to the future two is a complete lie yep. and horrendous. Can't so we're, we're going to try and find things that, that not only we all enjoy, but that we think that everyone else will enjoy and we won't have to suffer through any more diehard twos or back to the future twos and so on. Okay. I love it. All right, guys. So next up we have, 
last week we we did our Nordy Awards and we wrapped up 2020. This week we are going to uh, preview 2021. Jimmy Channels is going to lead this segment. So Jim, where are we starting in 2021? What should people be excited about in the world of TV and movies? Dude, we got another banger year. I mean, the stuff on the docket is going to be exciting. Um, and there's no better place to start than with Disney Plus because we're getting WandaVision in like a week, right? 15th. Can't wait for that. It looks amazing. And I think it's going to turn the MCU on its head. I think Eric, it is. How did, uh, it, how did WandaVision episode one go for you? Yes, you I, to watch it? I actually thought WandaVision came out already. So I sat down like ready to watch this weekend. And then I realized it wasn't coming out for two weeks. So I was, yeah. I was quite disappointed about that. But I think that this um, is going to be must watch for any fan of the MCU because I think it's going to tell a story that will um, completely change the multiverse. It will explain eventually where the Infinity Stones are in the universe. Um, and it will also um, take us to one universe eventually um, away from this multiverse stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Eventually it's going to get us out of it, but it's all going to happen over time. It's going to go into Spider-Man. It's going to go into Doctor Strange and it's all going to start here with WandaVision. I can't wait for this. It's going to be critical for any fan of the MC. That's, hey, well said. And then as that's wrapping up, we'll probably have about a week off before we get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier on March 19th. I'm excited for this one more than maybe you guys are. Um, it looks really fun. Like, have you guys seen these trailers? I have, oh, yeah. but I'm excited because I like all of their stuff. Okay. Um, maybe not more excited than most. Well, then we got Loki coming out in May. So these are all going to kind of hit back to back. Like it's going to be the spring of Marvel TV. I'm into it. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to Loki more so than Captain and the Winter Soldier. Um, just because I feel like it might have the coolest story to tell. Um, but I think it's going to be, like you said, it, it's going to, it's one show leads into the next one, leads into the next one. And it's just going to be incredible. Um, all right, then we're getting one more from them. Can I tell you something? And that's, can I, yeah, go ahead. About why I think this is going to be important. So okay. I love the MCU, you know, and I like, like to read and nerd out about stuff in it. So, um, one thing I heard was that the reason I said it's going to talk about the infinity stones in these shows is because when in science, when like power cannot be destroyed, it can just be distributed into something else. And so, um, some of the rumors that are going around is that these stones are going to have, you know, been spread out throughout the universe and that there's this, um, special X, uh, chromosome or whatever, and only some people have it. And when paired with the power that is given off by these stones that are now, you know, spread out so thinly throughout the universe as they were destroyed, it's going to lead us into mutants. And so I think all of these stories are going to kind of tell the post um, Thanos, post Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet story. And I think that it's going to um, slowly explain why suddenly mutants exist in the MCU. And I think it's going to bring us the X-Men in the next year or two. And that's going to be really exciting. I love that theory. Those are critical. I think everyone's going to have to watch them. If you don't have Disney Plus, get it. It's going to be important that you watch these shows, and I can't wait. So the final one that they're they're going to be dropping is Hawkeye. 
So we're getting a Hawkeye show. That's just late 2021. We don't know when that's going to be. But, you know, they cast Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Um, she's going to be probably badass and kind of, I bet she's in like a, a feature film at some point as well. So yeah, Hawkeye is going to round them out. Um, jumping to Netflix. Did you guys ever watch Cowboy Bebop, like the anime from back in the day? No. no. Okay. I think it's really good. Like I, I liked the show. They're going to do a live action one. John Cho is starring. Who's a, a great actor that kind of needs like a leading role here. Um, I'm excited for that one. You guys, maybe not so much. And then we got, you know, a bunch of stuff that I'm not, not that excited about from Netflix. We should see another season of Ozark. Is that right? Do you guys know? Um, I would guess Ozark and, um, and Death Stranger Death Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. So but those are the two big ones we're excited about from Netflix. But I nothing know, like new. I know Ozark is like just starting to film though. So I don't know if it will come in time. Well, plus Netflix always does the thing of like, uh, oh yeah, here's uh, two weeks of a preview, you know, prior to the show being released. So yep. there might be other stuff that's in the works that might come up, but we'll we'll detail that on a week to week basis. And for their sake, let's hope there is. All right, so Amazon. I think the big one that we're all hoping for is Lord of the Rings. Um, they announced this thing in 2017, if you guys can believe that. It's now 2021. Um, it's back in and production. We, we talked about it. We talked about it at length. <laughs> so long ago. Um, so let's see. I mean, I, there's a chance that we get it like, like late 2021, December or something. I really hope so. It would be great. Um, it's what Amazon's needed. It's the final thing that needs to happen for Amazon to completely just take over the world. Um, Whenever I watch shows now, you know how, like, a lot of shows have, like, an evil corporation? Right. Amazon is their corporation in real life. They just are the evil corporation. Not saying yeah. I love Amazon Prime. I love to order things off Amazon Prime. I love to watch good shows on Amazon Prime. But I think this might be the death blow for everyone as Amazon just takes over all different industries, becomes evil corp. And that's okay because that's just where we've been headed this whole time. <laughs> now, hey, man. I will say, I hope this is good. We need it to be good. Um, and I'm hoping that it is gritty is my biggest hope. So the big difference to me between um, Game of Thrones and uh, all the Tolkien stuff is just the grittiness. People loved how gritty and dirty and in the shit Game of Thrones was. And it felt so much more real. And um, I always think back to Robert Baratheon, the original king from Game of Thrones, talking about... You know what they don't tell you in the stories and the songs? How before you kill a man, he shits himself. You know, it's just like that kind of stuff was so real and just brutal in Thrones. And I'm just hoping that um, that's what we get with this. That they. But Eric, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. I gotta call you out just a little bit because you don't like war movies that are real and gritty. Because uh, you think, but but hold on, let me finish my. I think that Lord of the Rings errs on the side of like Star Wars uh, with a lightsaber cutting a man in half. Like you're not showing the entrails falling out, you know, at the same time, but you understand that that person was cut in half. And I think Lord of the Rings is a little bit of the, you know, yin to the yang of Game of Thrones in that Tolkien never wrote about that. He never, he never talked about like the, the blood spit 
like a fresh fountain of water, you know, like that kind of thing. Whereas George, for Game of Thrones purposes, went a little bit more in depth with that. So I think that to expect that might let it might be a little bit of a letdown for you. I'm not saying I want it to be gory. I mean, like I want it to be politically a little more in the shit. Like yeah. I want it to be just a little more, a little more like dirty politicking, I guess. I want it to be a little more realistic. And, you know, they they did make it really gory. It's just that the blood is black of a lot of the people who are getting brutally slaughtered with swords. You know, just like a lot of the people... Well, it, was or, it was orc blood. It was a little bit different. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so I think that the violent level, the violence level was fine. But I just think that, like, it is sometimes, like, a little... Um, pretentious of a story that Tolkien tells. And I just mm-hmm. hope that this variation of it um, is, has the mysticism and the magic and, you know, some of the things that people really liked, but it's less like a cheesy Led Zeppelin song and more like Game of Thrones, just a little bit at least. And so I'm excited. I think they're going to nail it. They have to, they have the biggest budget ever because they have infinity money and it will be great. I hope we get it in 2021. Okay. Um, all right. One thing I think I missed on Netflix, I think we're getting a new season of The Witcher as well. So I'll drop that in there. Um, I, you know, we were kind of lukewarm on it. I'll watch it. I'm sure. I think it's it's okay. Uh, Showtime Eric, Eric, dropping... Eric, Eric watched one fight scene from The Witcher and was like, oh, I'm all set. They were like, yeah. hey, let us cut everyone's throats in slow motion. <laughs> it was almost like it was a gritty fantasy. And I don't know if Eric's about gritty, really. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, look, Showtime has two shows. I'll try to go quick. Who gives a fuck about Showtime? Um, but your guy, Hot Priest, is going to do a show for Showtime. Andrew Scott? Who? I mean, could he have a more generic name? I thought that was the guy who was on, who was in Step Brothers as the mean older brother. That's Adam, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. I mean, that's how hard it is to remember this guy's name. Same generic name. I wish this guy would just change his name to Hot Priest because that's what I know. You guys remember, but you guys remember Matt Damon's The Talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah. Okay. Pretty boring ass movie, but he's going to be Ripley. Okay. Let's move on. Um, Dexter is coming back. Does anybody care about Dexter? No. No. Okay. Let's move on. HBO. HBO. Um, let's see. Oh, God. You know, it's really more about HBO Max, and that's really what we give a fuck about. Um, oh, God. You know, there's. It's so hard to know what shows are going to be a big deal until after they're they're kind of like announced and stuff, because there's just there's so much more variety. It's not just all remakes. Um, let me go down. Okay, I'm going to jump over to Peacock. Peacock has MacGruber coming out. Who's into MacGruber? Nope. Me. Pass. No way. This is going to be great. Pass. I, wow. I have a hard time with watching anything but the Premier League on Peacock. But okay. Um, here's a big show for FX. Why the last man, this thing has tried to, they've been trying to make this forever. Um, it's where there's one man on earth. It's like a, it's like an old comic book or something. And they've been trying to make it for so, so long. Um, I'm excited for that one. Taika Waititi has a new show coming out called reservation dogs, which is different than reservoir dogs. This is like, um, these are Native Americans, like modern day Native Americans who kind of they're like teenagers and they get into like they do some crime, some crime fighting. And it seems like something I wouldn't be interested in off the cuff, 
But then it's like, oh, it's Taika. It's probably going to be brilliant. Yeah, you had it's on FX. You had me at Taika. I know, right? That one's huge. American Horror Stories is coming back again. Um, pass. Yeah, pass. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's most of what we have down for this. Besides, we mentioned Clarice. Um, we we mentioned Walker last last week. We don't give a shit about Walker. We Texas are Ranger getting season two of OBX. I suppose we are. It didn't make my list, but it should have. Should have. We're getting the fifth and final installment of one of the great shows on television, the most popular show on Netflix ever. The Queen's Gambit? No, uh, the Money Heist. Oh, God. <laughs> that is finally ending? Yep. Fifth and final season. All right. You know, I'm sure I missed some things. This is what people are kind of new and excited about. Let's jump over to movies where we're getting a lot of movies from 2020 and 2021. So it's pretty stocked. I'll try to move as quick as I can. Um, but we have, you know, really it all sort of starts in February with, uh, well, actually in March, the first exciting movie comes out, um, the Ghostbusters sequel. Is anybody down for Ghostbusters Afterlife? March 5th. Mm -mm. I don't know if I'd go to the Hollywood premiere of it. Oh, you would. I mean, it's got it's got Paul Rudd, baby. Hemsworth? No, maybe. He might just show up. He was in the All line. right. The same day, and this is going to be Amazon Prime, so we can actually watch it, Coming to America 2. Ugh. Did you guys watch the trailer? It looked okay. Mm -mm. All right. Also, March 5th. This is a big day for movies. We're getting Raya and the Last Dragon. So we talked about this. This is a big new Disney movie. Maybe y'all don't care. Um, we're getting Masters of the Universe, He-Man. Wow. Ryan, do you remember this? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I watched the original one, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Who was, um, who was the villain in that? Skullman, fucking... Skeletor. 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 Great character, need more Skeletor in my life. Okay, Jackass 4 in March. Oh, can't, yeah. can't wait, can't wait. I can't. I can hear the music in my head. I can hear I the jackass go, music. Do, do, do. I will take a day off of work and go to the midnight premiere. Wow, wow! <laughs> I heard they're all like there? being hospitalized, trying to make this movie. So it... was there a funnier like from a from a like the least injured they could have been than with the hand, the big hand slapping gag that was, was that jackass three one of the greatest moments it's on film especially when they're making like interns like carry a tray full of like four bowls of soup yeah you make the oh. Aaron carry the hot soup <laughs> so fucking funny um the 12th of march the king's man eric do you still care about this franchise no they killed this franchise okay the they franchise is dead this is a prequel it is no longer the King's Men. This is the first King's Man. We don't care. Let's move on. Um, we have this. The HBO Max is going to drop this Mini Saints of Newark. It's a Godfather. Or wait, um, what is it? Uh, Sopranos prequel. Nope. I think we've talked about it. We'll move on. March yeah, 19th. James Gano. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Morbius. No, it looks so bad, right? It looks so bad. Okay. 
Looks so bad. I agree. Uh, March 19th, Paranormal Activity 4? 7? 7. Is it? Is it already up to 7? Yeah, but it's after three rotten films in a row. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to watch it. I just would like to go back and maybe watch the first one and maybe the second one again. Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Tomb Raider 2, that sucks. The, the first one is bad. Alicia Vikander is great, but that's no good. Um, April. April, we got F9. Does that mean anything to you guys? Fast oh. and the Furious 9. Yes, yes. John this, Cena's in it now. This would make for the first one I've ever watched. So yeah. Ever? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen one in years. Uh, this is bad. But here's the first movie that we are all unanimously very, very excited about. Friend of the Pod. Friend of the Pod, Bubba. Okay. Yeah, we like Bubba. Is the biggest fan ever. He actually has a Paul Rudd tattoo or Paul Paul Walker tattoo. He doesn't. Yep, he has a Paul Walker tattoo. Big Paul Walker face tattoo from Into the Blue. Um, loves loves the Fast series. He's so pissed that we haven't watched it. He always wants us to do it for the rewatch. Bubba Angel, good dude. Loves Fast. Maybe we'll do it in the future. Send so, hey oh, Bubba if you're listening, which you probably are. Send me a photo to the gram. I want to see this this tattoo work. So of all the characters from Into the Blue, he had to choose between Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Yeah. And he went Paul Walker. Yeah. Bubba Angel loves Paul Walker so much. Cried. Um, actually has like a get together with friends every year to com commemorate uh, the life of Paul Walker. Well, respect for that. Respect for that. Yeah, but we can't rip that. Um, Jessica Alba. There's yeah. just, there's a, I don't know if I can go on. <laughs> There's a lot to process. <laughs> this is all new to me. Guys, I'm I'm totally messing with you. He does not have a Paul Walker. Deficit. Okay, thank okay. God. I thought I thought you weren't being serious, but no, I was I like, I needed to mess with him. He's a friend of the pod. I needed to give him. You, you took it to another level where it seemed believable. <laughs> yes, I was in. I was ready to to take a look. Um, he does love into the book. But can you guys guess the first movie we're gonna give a real fuck about? Please be Black clear. Widow. Bond. Bond first. Oh. We're getting Bond first. April 2. April 2. I can't. No wait. time to die. I can't wait. I hope theaters are open. I'll risk COVID to go see that. I want to see right. it so badly. This thing is in our top five most anticipated easily. Oh. Um, okay. We can, you know, it, now we're starting to get some hitters here, you guys, because now we have A Quiet Place Part 2, April 23rd. I'm into it. I, I guess like I I'm more interested to know like about the aliens than I am to know anything else that happens in a quiet place or them being trying to be quiet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, like I guess the part of the movie I liked was that I, I had questions that they didn't answer and it made me want more, but I also don't really want more just like stressful, like creaking around the stairs and like mouthing words. Like I think I'm not that excited. Um, I'm excited. Not that excited. Okay, but we have something from Edgar Wright, who's done a bunch of great stuff in the past with Anya Taylor Joy, who killed it. Did she? Did she win the Nordy? I can't remember. Or do we give it to Zendaya? I can't remember. She won. She won. Yeah. Well, Anya Taylor. This movie's called Last Night in Soho. It's April twenty third. It's going to be a horror movie. Just wait. It's going to be a big deal. You don't know anything about it. It's not a previous. It's not a sequel. It's original. It's going to be great. Um, but we will move on to May. And do you know what's coming out on May 7th? Black Widow. Black Widow! Can't wait for Black Widow. Scar Joe, best in the world, best actor on earth. 
can't wait for uh, her to get her big Marvel movie finally. Big deal. Um, and now we get, you were asking, hey, what the hell does Ryan Reynolds really do? Well, he has this movie where he's like an NPC in a video game called Free Guy. Have you guys watched the trailer? Yeah, I saw the trailer. The trailer was kind of wild. Um, Taika Waititi wow. is an actor in it. It doesn't really mean much at all. It's probably going to be bad. It May 21st. More, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Um, Godzilla versus Van Wilder more with, with uh, Ryan Reynolds back as Van Wilder. <laughs> That's what we actually need. Um, okay, we got Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, I don't care. May twenty first. Although Ryan, you recently watched. Um, that's actually coming out on HBO Max. That's one of those ones that we're going to see for free. I watched Kong Skull Island. Loved it. Okay. Well, this is in that universe, I believe. Um, maybe not. Who cares? Cruella is coming out on Disney Plus. Remember the Emma Stone remake. I'm sure that's going to be kind of cool. Like, I, I like the idea, like the CBGB Cruella DeVille thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it might actually be pretty good. I, I think Emma Stone's just fantastic. She's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, coming into June, we have uh, The Conjuring, another Conjuring movie. No. Um, different director on this one. Uh, June 4th. The It's also coming to HBO Max, so I'm for sure going to watch it. But I don't care. All right, I got to move down to another Minions movie in July. We don't care. Okay, Top Gun Maverick, July 2nd. No, no, bad. That's a big skip, right? Is that, is that the movie that uh, that Tom Cruise was bitching out the whole staff for, like, not practicing social distancing? and No, to- that was the next Mission Impossible. Yep. Yeah, he's done making this. This thing's ready to go. Mission Impossible is 2022, I think. All right, well, we don't care. But here's one we do about. We do care a lot. Are you guys ready for this one? Yep. This is a big deal. Yeah. July 9th, Shang. It's not Shang. It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Can't wait. Love it. Um, it is going to be long overdue. Um, Asian characters in the MCU. It's going to give us the Mandarin that we should have had long ago. And I think it's going to be awesome. I hope it is. I know it will be. Can't wait. This is one of the big movies of the year. It is absolutely one of the big movies. I'm psyched on it. Space Jam 2 comes out next on July 16th. I think we're okay on that. It's coming to HBO Max. That's fantastic. We'll watch it. I love it. It's not going to be very good. I'm in. I know you do, and you should, and we should all support him. Jungle Cruise. Did you guys watch the trailer? Emily Blunt and The Rock? Um, It breaks one of my rules of watching the trailer of any movie The Rock's in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're always like, The Rock makes more money than anyone. And I'm like, wow, I haven't seen a movie he's made in four years. Like, it's all kind of just like, he's like the Nickelback of acting. He is. He's everywhere. All right, um, let's get into August. We have August 6th, also on HBO Max. This is a big deal. Suicide Squad with James Gunn directing. I'm actually excited, and I'm so stupid for being into this. But I bet it's good, you guys. I I know. I know what you're thinking. It's a DC movie. Suicide Squad was really bad right away. I really liked that last movie that came out like last week. All right. (laughs) Let's jump to uh, the Jordan Peele's new movie, but he's not even directing it. But it's Candyman. It's a remake of Candyman. Looks bad. Pass. Pass. Looks bad. Looks bad. Okay. That's fair. All right. I got to skip a couple months here. September, 
nothing banging in September. But here comes a big one. That's because everyone who was going to put their movie out in September was like, eh, let's just push it back a few months and make sure everyone got vaccinated. So here's a big one. Dune. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dune is huge. Dune is massive. It might be like, I'm only, I'm a little bit worried. It's going to be kind of boring, but I think it'll be really, really good. It's going to be on HBO max. So we'll all watch it like night of it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited about this one. Like this is top five for me. All right. All right, then we got Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg coming together for Uncharted on October 8th. Probably will be cool, but Mark Wahlberg does not give me uh, hope. I think this is going to be really bad. I think it's going to be really bad. Um, we have the sequel to the Hall. Remember when they rebooted Halloween and brought Jamie Lee Curtis back and it was actually a pretty good movie? No, it didn't watch it. Was it. Good. it was good. It was solid. really good. Ryan, you watch it. They're doing a sequel yep, for that. Solid. We're going to keep that rolling. Um, and then we have... The next big movie, we have actually three or four big movies left. Oh my gosh, we have five. Holy shit. All right. Are you guys ready for this? This is going to be big. We'll, we can move quick. Eternals, huge. Oh, November 5th. It's it's the yep. future massive. of MCU. Yep. yep. Absolutely massive. We have um, Untitled Spider-Man movie. Uh, I think it's now called, what are they? They named it. Um, uh, oh, Spider-Man... Home again? Home. Home invasion. Home invasion. Okay. Maybe um, we have all about the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, it's the last hope of this <laughs> series. I think they will hit with a big movie here. I think it's going to suck. Um. All right. Mission Impossible 7, I guess, is trying to come out next year. I don't know if that's like, that seems like it's not locked in, but um, that's, that's going to drop. That's going to drop back to 2022. Yep. The Matrix 4, though, I think is set for December. Like, late December. Hmm. I, I wish it would be good. I don't think it's going to be. I would tell us to do a Matrix rewatch, but I did a Matrix rewatch, and the first one's epic, and the other two are unwatchable. So, I think this is going to be terrible. Yeah, um, and, you know, that pretty much is about it. We're not getting Black Adam till 2021 now. That was supposed to drop this year. Sherlock Holmes 3 was going to come out in 2020. That's probably 2021 now. Oh, can't wait. Uh, or, I mean, 2022. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But we're getting, like, a lot of big, big movies next year. Movies are going to take over. Um, TV all dropped in 2020, so I think 2021 is the year of the movie. And that's going to be a lot of fun, especially since a lot of those movies will come straight to our homes. So yes. I disagree just, just a little bit because I think that HBO Max and Disney Plus are doing some really good things with TV. And so I think it's I think we might find a decent balance. Yep. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that the that all of the Marvel content is going to be the be all end all of, of TV. But I feel like the streaming services are starting to kind of figure out what audiences want. And that's long form uh, TV shows. And so we might, it might be a little bit better than predicted and the movies might suffer a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, a lot to look forward to. These are always a fun, like super condensed fast. It seems like overwhelming, but of course, over the course of 12 months, we're still bored most of the, most of the time. Let's be real. You also forgot yeah, fair enough. Mandalorian season three and book of Boba coming out late 2021. Late, late. Yes, you're right. Yep. Can't wait. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our last part of our show today, and that is going to be our castaway. And this week we are recasting one of the great movies of all time, and that is The Princess Bride.
I can't wait. I haven't seen this in a minute, you guys. Oh, The Princess Bride, one of the all-time great movies. One of my favorites. Um, so let's go. Let's do this. We have a lot to get through. We don't have a lot of time, so we got to get moving. We have to start with the Dread Pirate Roberts, also known as Wesley, the main character. Who should play Wesley in a new version of Princess Bride? Okay. Um, I'm going to just drop something crazy on you. John David Washington. I think oh. he's a good age. Mm -hmm. He's got a nice swagger to him. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's pretty charming. And I think he, we can switch it up a little bit. doesn't have to be like a boring white guy like Kerry Yellowis. Like that's He was kind of boring, let's be real. I think the, the only reason I would disagree is not because of John David's pedigree on screen it's that he's not english like he doesn't have like the english accent which carrie elwes did which oh, i think was that? important for this uh for me i think that's important to the story because you're trying to tell like a medieval recreation yeah. and i don't care that he's black i, I mean that, that has nothing to do with it but i think like if you can't pull off like to have it's like kevin costner in the robin hood to have like an american accent I think it would be tough. So my pick was going to be James McAvoy. Um, I know that's that's a boring white guy pick, like you were lambasting just a second ago. But I think it's important that they are able to pull off an English accent. I agree. I just I'm think he's pretty old. I'm going James McAvoy, not hot enough. I'm going with Ryan Gosling. He looks the part. He should be it. Ryan Gosling is easy pick for this one. Wrong. Wrong. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I could almost pick Ryan, uh, whatever his nuts is. The other Ryan that we were just talking about. Reynolds? Yeah. All right. If I had to, if I couldn't pick myself, if Ryan, if those are our three choices, and I can't yeah. pick Ryan Gosling, I'm going John David Washington. Okay. Let's, well, maybe we'll revisit. Let's do Buttercup, and then maybe that will give us clues on, on Wesley. Okay, I'm going to go first on Buttercup. I feel great about this one. It has to be Zendaya. I had Zendaya, and I thought with John David Washington, I better age it up a little bit. And if we got James McAvoy, we can't have James McAvoy making out with Zendaya. Mm -hmm. She's like 22, and he's like 45. Oh, Zendaya's perfect for this role. Um, she's badass yeah. enough to like update this role. She's beautiful. She would be great acting. She's so cool that I would love to see her like cheese it down a little bit for for this role. I think she's perfect. She doesn't play. She can't play Regal. I don't think. You know who can? Zoe Saldana. A little older, similar look. You know, she's like forty. Yeah. Well, so is John David Washington and Ryan Gosling and James McAvoy. These are all fucking 45 year olds. Yeah. But what you forget about is that in Hollywood, 45 year old guy is like 30 year old guy because they take so much HGH that <laughs> they play 30 year old guy for like 20 years. Um, okay. Ryan, who do you have? Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> my, picks, my, pick, my picks don't matter. <laughs> well, we gotta hear them. <laughs> you and Eric, you Jimbo, you and Eric, like you guys corroborate on this, and then it's like, oh, Ryan, um, who do you have? And then it's like, okay, fair enough. So I picked Sorsha Ronan. Oh, I don't mind that because I because again, I was going with someone that that could play with the accent that was like I thought young enough 
Um, I think Buttercup is definitely younger than Wesley. I think that was the whole point of him being the slave was that she was um, a younger version. And then he was like sort of a, an indentured servant in that regard. Um, obviously being the Dread Pirate Roberts, he'd been around the world. So that's why I picked a little bit older with James McAvoy. Um, I thought Sorcerer Ronan um, could do a pretty good job of this. Um, I do like the Zendaya pick and, and, and I just don't, I don't think having two like fully American actors is going to work for a reboot of something with that's like playing on the English countryside. Like that just, that just doesn't happen in my opinion. Okay. Um, I like Saoirse Ronan a lot. I can't spell her first name. Otherwise I would consider putting her in here. Um, should we jump to the grandpa? Yeah. Here's where we can agree. Now we have to think about race here because they have to look at like, it could be possible that this person two generations removed popped out the main character, right? No, or not. No. These are not related to anybody, no, but he's the, the narrator. He's the narrator. <laughs> other than the kid. Oh, no relation to care. Okay. No. <laughs> I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I'm, I picked Bill Murray. I picked Bill I, Murray. You did? Yeah. I had Sam Jackson. And I'm fine with it. would have been one of my picks, but I went Bill Murray. I just think it would be so great. Bill Murray to narrate this movie. He's silly. He's funny. He would be perfect to sit down with a little kid and tell them this classic story that's funny and ridiculous. Um, I think Bill Murray would be my first choice. I am fine. Let's do that one. That's such great casting. Okay, uh, next up we have uh, Fezzik, who was played by Andre the Giant. Now, I will say that this role was um, uh, timeless. It might be really hard to duplicate. But also, Andre the Giant um, is a larger-than-life figure, uh, mm -hmm. but he also is not a good actor. No, no, but he didn't have to. No. It was written for him. He's just a giant man who's bigger than everyone else. So this was the hardest one for me to cast. I picked... Rory McCann. You might be like, who the hell is Rory McCann? Rory McCann is the, the hound. hound. Mm. The hound from Game of Thrones. Okay. No, that's that's as good as you could possibly do without using technology. Mm -hmm. In my world, it's still Andre. It's not that hard. You fucking CG him in for his few scenes. It's a big homage to him as a person, as that character. You keep it. You do some body doubling, some fucking force perspective, and some CG faces, and you got Andre back. You cannot recast him. Uh, all, both of you are wrong. Um, from a, He did provide a decent amount of comic relief in the show, and I don't know anyone that's better than that than Dave Bautista. He can carry... Not only does he have, like... I mean, he doesn't have the, like gigantic size that Andre the Giant had, obviously because he had some sort of medical condition. But Dave Bautista is huge. He is um, I think I think a lot of the parts where uh you need like uh comic relief and a comedic line said just like uh he did in um Guardians of the Galaxy, he'd be able to deliver on this. I think Bautista is easily the pick. Mm, okay, if you can't use CG, then I want to go with Batista. And for the for the game, let's go Batista. I like Batista. Ryan, 
You got multiple picks this time. You're you're upping your game like crazy. Yeah, you got, these are just pity picks. All right. No, they're picks. not. Next up is Anigo Montoya. You killed Oh, this one's easy. I'm going to go first. Yeah. And I, I think you guys will agree with me wait, on wait, this wait. one. Let's all say it at the same time. One, have a different answer. two, three. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. That's yeah. not that's it. Easy. That's too easy. The pick is Diego Luna. Oh, he's a terrible yeah. actor, though. He's a bad actor. He's too little. Diego Luna looks just like him. Don't care. He's going to be all over Disney Plus. He's blowing up. Oh, you don't. Th- you don't think they could make? My you don't think they can make Pedro Pascal look just like Inigo Montoya? Pedro Pascal is that Pedro Pascal already played that character. The red, so what? the red Viper was that character. I love it. I want to see more of it. And that is, and because I it's a, you know, two to three, Pedro with Ryan with another notch in his belt, baby. <laughs> All right. I'm three for four right now. That's crazy. Vizzini. Stanley Tucci. He's bald already. All right. I feel great about this. I think you guys are way too much about the look of this character. We can obviously change the color of people's skin. We can change what they look like. It needs to be someone who is funny, who can play an interesting character, who can be this kind of off-the-wall goofball mastermind. I want Bill Hader in this role. That's fine. I, I No. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't a guy that Bill was like Hader. a slapstick comedian. He was like a serious actor that like played it up really funny. Stanley Tucci is is like when you see him try to be funny, it will be funny in this role. Bill Hader is gonna be like, what the fuck is Bill Hader doing in this? He's scene? in this movie in for a very short time. First of all, yeah, it needs to be a I short bald dude. Why Bill do they Hader have to look the same? Why why do all the characters have to look exactly the same? Why don't we just pick all white people then? Well, that's uh, what we're trying to avoid. But we picked like people with la- Latino heritage. Like that we're not picking all like white Americans. Well, Ryan, what did you have? Well, I had Dave back at all, but nobody knows who that is. He's from Veep. And he's bald, and he's kind of short, and he's hilarious. Talk on the bald. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why not? Bald, bald and white. That's the character. Maybe that's I, how it is in the book, Eric. I like Stanley Tucci. I don't think you're going to get any better than that. I, I, I think if, if, if I had to pick between the both of you, it's Stanley Tucci without even question. Like, that's the best actor. On yeah. We'll move on. This next one, I'm not going to win this next one, but I know what's right. I know in my heart what's right. So We picked... Bill Hader's show, Barry, to win a Nordy before. No, he didn't. Yeah, because of his character. They were nom- he was nominated. Atlanta won, I think. Okay, Prince Humperdinck, who do you have? Ryan, you go first. All right, I had Justin Thoreau. And Ooh. that was only like a, a left field pick, but I don't necessarily know if that's if that's the best pick. That was the that was the first name that like so popped into my head is like a as like a, a like a late thirties again. I know he's not that. I know he's older than that, but like someone that could play like a late thirties like Prince trying to get Sorsha Ronan, you know, captured and bring back to Mary. So okay, so this person's supposed to be really hated, right? Like a hated character, mm-hmm. like, like kind of suave, but like also has like this dark evil side to them. Wow. Then I think I have the perfect person, Kevin Spacey. 
<laughs> too old. Too old. Okay. <laughs> That's the reason you disqualify him. Not that he's completely blacklisted in Hollywood. Kevin, we would have called you up, but you're too old for this one. Okay. I think right. I'm not going to win this one. Go. I picked Sebastian Stan. Okay. Are these are the, all, all these are kind of he's I don't the, know the role is kind of boring. I mean, we're losing. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a very like tertiary character. He's, all right, I like Sebastian Stan. Can we go with that? Yeah, he's thirty eight years old. He's played kind of this like um, guy who's got this evil side to him already. I think he's going to be kind of a big deal here in the MCU and on Disney Plus. So I thought it was kind of timely. Was he the best part of Endgame or even the Winter Soldier? No. no, but I hope he's the best part of uh, of Winter Soldier. Princess Fr- Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Falcon. Um, all right. Next up, we have Count Rugen, who is I have perfect casting, and I think this is what's going to hold. But we need to change the character's name to the Countess Rugen, and that will be Kate Blanchett. You know how good this is. You can't but they have to. Them. They have to. They have to like retcon the entirety of the six fingered man. Why? Because it was literally written as the six fingered man. You ever heard of the six fingered woman? No. Well, you should. It's twenty twenty one. Women can have it's six Mark, fingers and be evil too. It's Mark Strong. It's the guy who played. I know we know Mark the, Strong. That's great. The evil I know guy I from. From Sherlock Holmes. What? It's the guy from Shazam, which was a great movie, and you guys didn't like it. Mark, it's Mark Strong. Mark Strong is easy. It's easy. That bald guy who looks like Stanley Tucci? That could be a little confusing. That's a little confusing. The audience. Well, we're not, we're not casting Stanley Tucci, and he's going to have long hair. Well, we already have Stanley Tucci as the bald guy. Um <laughs> You're focusing too. You're focusing too much on the baldness, Eric. I'm going with uh, I'm going with uh, Simon Pegg. No, what? Wrong. Wrong. That's so wrong. What? It's uh, no, because Count Rugen is like a very serious character. Simon Pegg is like slapstick, goofy. Doesn't work. He's only slapstick and goofy. Yes. Yeah. He has no other range. We know that. Um. Okay, I like Mark Strong for this one. But I'm not sure. He'd look really silly in a wig because everyone's going to know it's a wig because he's always bald and everything. But we, we'll get by that. Um, last last set of casting. I have really the best duo here. Do you guys want to go first or should I? Um, wait, what, 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 for what role? Miracle and Valerie. Now, these are the guys that are like the witch doctors kind of. Yeah, to right? It's Miracle Max and They're the his wife. Yes. people. Yeah. Andy Samberg and Amy Poehler. Do you love it? Um, I think I would just go with Billy Crystal and Carol Kane again. I would agree 100%. Just give, give, them, a, give them round two. Aren't they dead? No. Carol Kane is dead for sure. How sure are you? Dude, you gotta recap. She's not that. Give somebody else a chance to come in and be super funny. And Andy Samberg is so funny. We've seen him in in Palm Springs. We know he's fantastic. If I could pick an actor who was active to do it, I would pick Adam Sandler. Oh, dude, he could not come into this movie 
without you being like, what? You literally hate when Andy or when uh, Adam Sandler does. That's what you think of Billy Crystal when he comes in. You're like, oh my god, it's Billy Crystal being silly. Billy Crystal's a legend. <laughs> Is he? Yes. Um. All right. I don't feel like we agreed on a lot of this, but we, we did throw three and Buttercup. That's the final thing. All right. Um. I'm okay with Ryan Gosling. I think it's Gosling. He looks just like him. I think I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. But now, can we do Zoe Saldana? Because Z Zendaya is too young for She's Ryan. 24. She's 24? Cersei Ronan is 26. Zendaya is 24. Dude, I, think, I don't I want... Don't think, I don't think Zendaya can pull off this movie, you guys. I know, but it's gotta, you got to have an English accent. She's incapable of doing an accent? Well, I'm not saying she you is. I'm just here. I'm just saying, have you ever heard her do a good English accent? Not yet. I'd be okay if Zendaya can do an English accent and they age her up a little bit. I'd be okay with Ryan Gosling making out with Zendaya. I'm 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 not only okay with it, I want to see it. I know you but do. They also they also like they probably would watch deep fakes of it already. <laughs> they don't make out at all until the end. That's so it's not like I'll it's not like there's like these like like uncomfortable sex scenes. But you got to remember them. when you cast a, a a a group like this, you have to. Then there's this sexual tension going on. That's what everybody's thinking in their mind. It's the gotta be. Time. It's gotta be believable. Oh, yeah, I cannot imagine these two making out. I can because Ryan Gosling and Zayn and I are both beautiful people. I agree. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. fine with it. There we go. Can't wait. Princess Bride. Wait, can you picture Ryan Gosling with like super long hair, like a ponytail? Yeah, for sure. I could picture him in any You guys are too more so, hair. more so than Hemsworth. Hemsworth? Is that who you wanted? No, I picked McAvoy, but Hemsworth is my backup. And now that I'm thinking about it, Backups I wonder are if way he... better than your original picks every time. Is is Hemsworth the guy then? I no. think Hemsworth over. I'd be pretty oh, good Hemsworth like, too, to be honest with you. Like I'd leading be... it, leading Buttercup through the, the through the, the haunted forest against the RUSs with a sword. It's Hemsworth. Never mind. I want Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I want Hemsworth too. Hemsworth and Zendaya is what I want. Now that I can get behind. Where that because there's... the ages are way similar. We did it. We it did it. Be... We did it. All right, guys. That is all the time we have. Thank you. Please let us know what you would have picked for the Princess Bride. Uh, until next week, thank you guys so much for listening to the Northeast Podcast.